Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. G'day, this is Better Than Yesterday. Thanks for listening. It's a podcast that's here to make your day better than yesterday. Every episode since 2013, that's what we've been doing. We're having a conversation with somebody who's been there before. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we're here. Mondays, Wednesdays, with a guest. Fridays, with you. My name's Osher Ginsberg. I am a uh, podcaster. I'm a TV host. I'm a um, old man doctor appointment uh, attender, which I'll get to in a moment. And um, I'm uh, I'm at your service. We have a newsletter here. You can find it in the show notes. We also have live shows. That's right. We have live shows. They're coming into Melbourne. We are finally getting back and doing some uh, live shows in Melbourne. We did some really fun podcasts, live ones in Sydney, uh, most recently at South by Southwest. And this time we are in the big outdoor stage at the Malt House Theatre on the f- 22nd of February. There's two shows. One ticket gets you access to both shows, two separate guests. One of them is Sam Wood. The other one we can't quite talk about yet. Uh, while well, we wait for certain production schedules to firm up, but we're almost over the line. It's going to be good. Tickets are in the show notes and um, it'll be great. Every gig's a meet and greet, so just come and say hi. It'll be super fun. How you doing? You doing okay? It's an interesting day. I'm recording this, not today, well, nor yesterday. I'm recording it the day before. And I have just come home after going to see a surgeon because, uh, hey, look, you get old. What happens? I'm nearly 50. I'll be 50 in March. So if you come to those live shows, it'll be the last shows of my 40s. When you get old, you know, if you fall over, it no longer doesn't hurt. And as you get older, if you fall over, sometimes you can really fuck yourself up. And um, a couple months back, I fell over and it didn't get better. <laughs> so I went to go see a surgeon. And so I'm, the surgeon's just down there at Fox Studios where we used to do Channel V, right? And I'm pulling, I was like, I see a big grip truck now. What's a grip truck? It's a massive big Pantech, usually an unarticulated lorry, essentially. And in the back of it, there's always this, you know, stands and gels and lights. And I'm like, I know, what's, who's filming what today? What's happening? And I come around the corner and I see all this noise and people are looking really good. Everyone's all dressed up. Like, what's that about? And there's a speed bump where there's not normally a speed bump on the way in. And as I ride into uh, the Fox Studios there, or it's Disney Studios now, or Entertainment Quarter, whatever it is, where we used to do Channel V, there's a speed bump. And as I ride up to the speed bump, it's got Padum written on it. And on the other side of the speed bump, it's got Padum. So when I went over the speed bump, I went Padum, Padum. Fuck yeah, right? And I was looking at the Horton Pavilion, which is a very famous venue in Sydney, live venue. I was like, what? And I saw on the uh, marquee, oh, it's the ARIA Awards, the Australian Recording Industry Awards. 
And in a flash, I had this like extraordinary moment because the music awards, the ARIA awards, as they're known, they're Australian Grammys or Brit Awards or whatever, same thing, used to be the biggest night of my year, all right? When I worked in radio, I dreamed of going to the ARIA Awards. I think I went to a red carpet, maybe, I can't remember, for radio. And then as I started working in television and music television, I got to go as a guest. I presented an award. After parties, there was always so much expectation. It was like your, your high school formal, the amount of expectation around the ARIA night for people in the industry at the time I was in it, was really, it was like your high school form. It was like, what are you going to wear? How are you going to get there? Which after party are you going to go, oh, can't go. Those aren't the cool kids. You've got to go, well, if I go there, because I can't know if I can get into that one, but I'm going to try again. Because if I can get to there, because that person's going to be there and that person's there, then you know what I'm saying? And it was, it was just all encompassing. And then as I got uh, ascended in the, you know, the music television ranks at the time, we started to do red carpet shows live from the red carpet as we started to gain notoriety in the industry. And then we started being backstage and I was, you know, I've got a chance to present the awards a few times, just, you know, giving away award to a, a silver chair or something like that, which is always fun. And we would be, we'd be a part of it. We'd be a part of the whole thing. And these bands that we've been interviewing all year and that we'd seen from the start of the year at the big day out all the way through the year as they'd released their records and gone on tour and da, 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 da. And then we see them. And it's this culmination of the journey we've been on together because we were there, they were there like a year before talking to us about the single that came out and then we talked to them about the second single and the tour and then the album and then here they are nominated for an award for the thing we've been talking about. So you kind of got to know everyone and it was this big freaking night, man. Some of the after parties I went to were just colossal. I'm talking like taking over a whole city block. It was monumental, some of these things. The very final night of the Siebel townhouse that ever existed as a hotel, I was at the after party and it was bananas. But I was always around it. I had this idea of I was never at the cool enough party and I was always wanted to get to the other party. Oh, this party's no good. I want to get to that party because that's the party that Rove's throwing because Rove produced it and that's the party you want to get to. Uh, I never got into that one. But boy, oh boy, if there ever was a night that I was going to drink and consume recreational pharmaceutical drugs, it was that night. And I definitely did. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't. And some of those nights were gigantic. As we then started to get into when Australian Idol showed up, at first we were the, you know, we were the butt of the joke of the industry. But then when we started getting number one singles everywhere in the higher ceilings, da, 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 then these Idol kids start getting nominated. And then we start, you know, having a higher and higher involvement with these award nights. And they were massive, man. And of course, the day after, I'd have to show up to work. Not going to lie, sometimes showed up straight after from an after party. I remember once I stayed up all night and then I was in the, ho went in the hotel room with Adam Spencer and Will Anderson doing their Triple J breakfast show. Because, you know, I'm a drunken fool in the middle of it. I think I knocked over a pitcher of milk uh, like a jug of milk onto somebody who was sitting on the floor covered in a blanket because uh, people had pulled an all-nighter to do the, the – there was about 45 people in this hotel suite. Yeah, it was a dumb – I was – I should have been in bed. Uh, I sh yeah, but I wasn't. It, not a good idea. But as I'm riding past the Arias today, 
Oh, I can hear the music and I hear the cheers as the, the limousine door opens and I can hear people go, whoa, and they're screaming for their favorite bands. I remember when I left Channel V and I left, you know, working in music in Australia, I was heartbroken and I missed being around it. And I would see the arias and I'd see the news and I'd be, you know, I was so sad that I wasn't around it. So I avoided looking at it. And as I came back to Australia, you know, about seven years later, starting to work on the show called The Bachelor, I was asked to host it. I ended up hosting it twice, back to back. And that was amazing. It was my dream gig. And, you know, in the space of 10 years, I went from literally starting a few weeks out, organizing and logisticizing how I would be able to have the biggest party night of all time at the same time as working and doing a really good job and doing all these interviews and getting it done. But then the moment the mic turned off just to get to business on the dance floor, I went from that to uh, sometimes if there's a meal break or whatever, or if they, they stop outside for an interval so people can go and have a wee because it's a very long night, they shoot the television broadcast in advance. So you start filming at four in the afternoon and it goes to air at 7.30, but you the show's finished before the final thing airs. And I walked out of the awards. Good night, Australia. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much, Tina Arena and both Veronica's and Jess Malboy. That was a great version of Chains. Good night, Australia. And I was in a car and I was at home in my pajamas, watching the final two segments of the show go to air, having a cup of tea with my wife. And it was the best after party I'd ever been to. 
And they're figuring out all the things, all the ducks that need to be in a row to do that. And good for them, I say. But it's joyful. It's joyful to be willingly missing out on this. You know, there's FOMO and there's JOMO. And it's definitely JOMO. It's this, I am so happy for the people that are enjoying themselves tonight. I'm thrilled at all the people that got nominated. Good for everyone that's presenting. Smashing work, whoever's hosting. I hope you all have the best night ever and you have a great time and you get recognized. And I'm going to wish you all of these beautiful things on my couch, watching some weird Scandi noir shot in the Faroe Islands. And then I'm going to go to bed at around 9.30. And I couldn't be more happy for all of us. I think all of us are going to have the best night ever. And I'm thrilled for that. And I guess I'm recording this today as a time machine, you know, if, if, if I was ever able to invent some sort of multidimensional time space folding thing, I would want mid thirties me who was yet to get sober. I would want mid thirties me to know, listen, man, no one, unless you're Heather McKay, who I've done a whole episode about, no one stays at the top of their game until they'd willingly choose to leave it. All right. Heather McKay was a world champion squash player for, I think, 21 unbroken years, undefeated in international competition. Australian, greatest, one of the greatest Australian athletes ever to live. No one's Heather McKay except Heather McKay. At some point, every band will stop being the band that gives number ones and will become the band that when they tour, 10,000 people will fill the stadium, but everyone else will have no idea that they're in town. And that's fine. And it's okay to embrace that. It's okay to not understand that you're no longer at the top of the mountain for that period of time. But you know what? You look down, you're standing on another mountain altogether. And that's just fine. That's awesome. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to move through it. There was a culture of scarcity and a desperation that I had to hold on to the relevance of that space, of the music industry space, and particularly the popular music space which because I was so in it and I define myself by it. But it's so lovely to know that the things I want in life have changed and the things I find value in have changed and the value that I can add to a project has changed. I can bring great value to a kind of television or documentary or, you know, feature film project that there's no way that guy could have brought any value at all. But I can do that now. Couldn't do it then. And just to embrace that, I guess. It's a beautiful thing. And I thought that as I then got back on my boner bike and I rode over the padum padum speed bump, which is a brilliant piece of marketing. Well done, whoever did that. As I rode back over that, it was with huge joy in my heart that I thought, I'm going to talk about that on Friday and it's going to feel okay to open up and willingly say to you, I had a great time and I'm so happy it ended because what I'm doing now could not exist at the same time as that. And what I'm doing now is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And it's okay. It's all a part of the getting older and moving through your life, holding on to the things that made us young. There's always that guy at the pub that's wearing the T-shirt he was wearing the last time he got laid. And you're like, dude, no, you're the oldest guy here. It, no, you're going to have to, you look like somebody's dad. Sleeveless leather waistcoats were awesome the last time someone followed you home wearing that. Good for you. But that was a long time ago, man. And no, 
you're not doing anyone a service. It's okay. There's other places those things are relevant, but it ain't here. And it's up to us to find those places and find the parts where we're feeling good about life. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of it today. I'm really happy I got to tell you that today because it's amazing. Anytime I get to kind of have a laugh at my ego, a laugh at my pride, which tries to run my day most of the time, anytime I get to have a chance to laugh at my ego, a laugh at my pride, and kind of observe it and go, wow, look at that guy. He's all shouty and screaming and angry that he's not doing his thing. Isn't he funny? Oh, that's sweet, buddy. You go and get upset that you're not invited to the Arias at the Horden. I'm going to go pick up my son. Well, my stepdaughter. Fuck, you should see the uni stuff she's doing. She's working on these prac projects for uni at home. It's like, holy shit, you're a talented kid. Yeah. It's amazing. There's no Aria I can hold in my hand that feels as good as that. I'll leave you be. Have a great night. Whatever you're doing. If you're going to an after party that you've been playing three weeks for, fucking heart out. Go. If you're going to sniff the head of your newborn child and go, ah, that's what I was hoping for. Yep. I can can relate. (laughs) I can relate. That's what I was hoping for of all those drugs at once did. Sorry. That's the the line I used when I, I first met Wolfgang. It's like sniffing his head when he was a baby. What that did to my brain. That's the feeling I wanted from every single line of mystery drugs that I snorted off toilet seats at after parties for whatever all over all those years. No, it ended up being that. All right. I've tried to say goodbye three times now, so I'll mean it this time. Tickets for the Melbourne show. I'll talk about it until I sell out. So if you want me to stop talking about it, just buy them. They're in the uh, show notes. There's also the newsletter in there. Get on there. I'll let you know about the upcoming guests and such. And um, yeah. There's my email addresses in there too. Send us your email at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me everywhere. Tell a friend about the show. And uh, happy, uh, I don't know, what happens next? Christmas. Fucking hell. Oi. Who's on Monday? Oh my goodness. Chanel Contos is on Monday. <gasps> this one's a goodie. This one's a real goodie. Chanel Contos is an absolute powerhouse in the world of consent education if you remember the campaign teachers consent or teach them consent from a few years back she's the one that spearheaded that to the point where she was clearly ready to solve a problem that you know various state and federal governments hadn't solved they were like well can you come and help us and off she went she's amazing so fucking smart she's a future leader of this country you heard it here first chanel contos is going to be the prime minister or the president depending on what we have at that point no doubt an amazing leader, and I can't wait for you to meet her. Have a good weekend.